Hey, this is Kyle Turner, the lead pastor of Hillsong, Kansas City. Welcome to our podcast. We hope that it inspires you, encourages you, and most importantly, helps you get closer to Jesus. Enjoy the message. Come on, how are we grateful for the love of God? Are we doing good this morning? Oh, it's great to have you in church. What a day. What a week. For nine and a half years, from September to the first week of February, I prayed right here from this pulpit for our chiefs. It took a decade, but God is faithful. That better not be the loudest applause I get all day. Hey, Plaza Location, let's welcome the North Location right now as we're linking up together as one big family. Come on, we love y'all. And before we grab our seats, I just want to challenge you. This is one thought, Psalms 22, verse 3. says, hey, we have the opportunity to set up a platform with our praise, make it a throne room where God shows up. And I don't know what's showing up in your life. I don't know what circumstances you're facing. I don't know what difficulties you're coming up against. But you always have the opportunity to invite God to come and rest over it, to come and rule over it, to come and reign over it. So together, come on, North. Let's just take a few moments. Let's just praise God. Let's set an atmosphere of worship. Let's set an expectation of his goodness, his faithfulness, his mercy. Come on, we got a great God. We do a little bit better than that. One last moment. Let's just worship him. Jesus, you're worthy, you're awesome, you're king. Amen? Amen. You can grab your seat. We're concluding our series called Awakening that we started the year off, started the decade off. How many have got something good from Awakening? How many awake to all that God wants to do, the voice of heaven, the plan and purpose of God? I've enjoyed, especially these last few weekends. And I'm going to jump off with this verse right here. And if you can just get a revelation of this passage into your heart today, it will be a win for your life and for your future. 1 John 4, verse 4, uh, John writes, You dear children, how many know you're not just in God's family, you're very near and dear to Him? He cares deeply about His kids. Hey, you are from God and you've overcome them. What's the them? In verse 3, it talks about the, the spirit of this world, things coming up against you. Everything that's anti-Christ and what he wants to do in your life, in this world, says, hey, there's a resistance and the resistance is real, but you've already overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one that's in this world. The power of God on the inside of you, the grace of God that's on your life is greater than the resistance, the struggle, the problems, the pushback in this world. I want to speak to those that feel like, hey, I, I've been awakened to calling and to purpose. I feel called to much, but I'm not seeing very much. In fact, maybe you have stepped forward in your faith in this season or just in your life, and all you seem to come up against is resistance. You actually feel more limited now than you did when you first believed. You're feeling restricted, and you have this promise you're holding on to, this, this plan for your life. Uh, maybe to be the person you're called to be, but all, all you seem to feel is stuck or behind. This is a message for you. In fact, we'll be in Acts chapter 16. A very simple message, but a profound reality that Paul and Silas, when they find themselves in a place being pinned in and pushed down, did the only thing they could do, which is exactly what all of us need to do. They glorified God even in the midst of the struggle. And there was a breakthrough. There was an awakening. There was a revival that happened in that very moment. And you might just be one choice to worship away from absolute breakthrough and forward progress in your faith. 
Paul and Silas, they, do have, they had a plan. They had a plan to preach the gospel. They had a plan. It wasn't just a good plan. It was a God plan. They were doing what God wanted them to do, but it wasn't going according to the way that they thought. At least they didn't think at first, but God knows what he's up to. God doesn't allow resistance and, 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 and frustration. He doesn't allow barriers that don't produce something better in us. If it's been allowed in your life, even by your own mistakes, God can reverse it even in a moment and will make you stronger through it. Acts 16, verse 22, the crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas. Paul came to preach to the crowds, not be attacked by the crowds. And the magistrates, city officials, ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they'd been severely flogged, we thank Luke, the biographer here, for letting us know it was a severe flogging. All floggings are severe. In my book, this one was extra severe. And they were thrown into a prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. Let me just tell you, your life as well, uh, the enemy has ordered you to be guarded, to be pinned in, to be locked up. Because just like Paul and Silas, there's a special purpose of God for your life. The more resistance you're facing, it's a reminder that the great call that is on you. It says when they receive these orders, they put them in the inner cell, fast in their feet, not in socks, but in stocks. And they were held there. I want to speak this morning on connections, choices, and chain reactions. Connections, choices, and chain reactions. Can we pray? Come on, North, join us. Let's pray. Let's invite God to speak to our own hearts personally. Lord, we love you. We need you. We thank you for your grace and your mercy, more than sufficient to cover us to all that we're called to do. Lord, for every voice, a person here under my voice that feels that the resistance is real, that they feel locked up or held back, Lord, I thank you. You would help them release the power of their praise. And they're just one God encounter away from breakthrough and revival, no matter what the situation or circumstance. Lord, we love you, and we ask you to speak to every heart individually like only you can. Come, Holy Spirit, have your way in our hearts. Change us, make us more like Jesus this morning. It's your name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen and amen. A quick side note just here for the Plaza North as you're watching along. Our man Chris Colstead and Casey are having twins on Wednesday. Part of our staff, be praying for them. And my lovely mother is here. Come on, give it up for my mom and dad. My mom is in a fight. She just ended a series of radiation treatments, but we're believing total healing is yours in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's be praying for her. Connections, choices, and chain reactions. See, Paul and Silas, they were connected to a mission, a mission bigger than them. That they were living out a God plan. I know, like many of us are wanting, desiring to do, we want God to use our lives. I know we're growing up past the point where we just look to God to do things for us. We're growing to a place of maturity in our faith where we're asking God to do things through us. And when you sign up to be used by God, you're going to be signing up for some resistance and some, some pushback. They're committed to a cause. But what did they get instead of breakthrough? In a moment, they get chains. They get a beating, not a reward. This is not... What they were looking for they desired revival not resistance and if you feel held back or if you're frustrated because in your steps of faith they haven't seemed to pay off hey guess what you're in great company good news for those that are going through it right now those on fire for god are the ones that feel the heat if you're just say, signed up to 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 be plastered to be to to, to just stay the same to never allow god to use you 
then there's no need for the enemy to bring resistance. He'll just let you be all by yourself. But when you say, hey, I want to live God first, I, I want my life to matter. I want to live on the mission of Jesus. You are signing up for some resistance. And those that are on fire are the ones that feel the heat. And what we'll see here is that breakthrough can happen in a busted place. Breakthrough can happen in the middle of a breakdown. There's always something to do. When your back is against the wall, you still have someone who has your back. That's what 1 John 4 teaches us, that what's on the inside of you, the living, breathing presence of God is greater than anything you could ever be facing on the outside. And so here is the connection and the choice that Paul and Silas make. It says in verse 25, about midnight, which is about when I finished this message, about midnight, <laughs> Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were there listening to them. They did not know the songs. They weren't up on the screens. They were new to church. And just, we pause there. If you grew up in church at all, you've heard the story. We know what's about ready to happen. But if we just backtrack a moment and look at the series of events and the connections that have brought us to this point, this is crazy. Like this is legit, all in crazy faith and trust in God. They, they've been trying to do a good thing, a God thing, and the problem is that no one else wanted to hear it. And yet God called him to this. Many times Paul was trying to go to, to what we would call Asia. And yet God says, no, I need to send you here. In fact, I want you actually to go to Europe instead. And so this would be the first revival meeting that's happening in Europe. The gospel had never gone to this region before. And here it is in a very influential city. And yet, where Paul and Silas, under the direction of God, by the leading of the Holy Spirit, thought there would be a revival as a reward, instead there was a prison in that place. And yet their response seems ludicrous, and yet they chose to praise and worship God, because ultimately, literally, that's all that they had left. They could either complain... And maybe even back down, maybe say, hey, we're sorry, we'll leave, we won't do this again. But if they choose that, no one else gets free. They go on their way. They might even do other things for God, but the revival that God wanted to happen there would not happen without them choosing to make a God connection, making a choice that actually had a, a, a chain of events that was unbelievable. So I think sometimes you just need to remind yourself, hey, if they did that when they went through that, then I can do what I'm called to do no matter what I'm facing. I, I, I guarantee you, no, the struggle might be real for you. It's very personal for you. The, the place where you feel pinned in or held back might be the reality, but you have the same opportunity when you make the same choice that they make, and God can do something great. It says, as they begin to sing into praise, verse 26, suddenly... There was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaking. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. How many prisoners there were happy that Paul and Silas showed up in that place? So they had this incredible passion for God. They, 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 they wanted to do something great for God. They thought they'd go for a platform to preach the gospel and people would receive the message. But the enemy brought a different strategy, but God was one step ahead. Because we go on to know that the, the jailer and his wife and his family and the kids, they become the first converts to Christianity in a continent. They begin to become the epicenter of this church that would grow on to reach thousands of people. Let me tell you right now, your barriers are a place for breakthrough when you have the right connection and make the right choice. 
They had a different viewpoint. You need to understand this. My connections shape my perspective. My connections shape my perspective. My, my perspective is I don't like what I'm seeing, but I still have a connection with the God who can change what I see. I, I have an invisible God who can change the reality of my life. And your connections are shaped by your, your perspective. They shape your perspective, and your perspective is always your choice. This is where mature believers, it's time for us to grow up and realize, hey, I always can choose a God perspective, a faith perspective, a grace perspective. I always can. I am the owner of my own decisions. I choose my perspective. You've heard it said before. It's not who what you know, it's who you know. It's not it's not what you know, it's who you know. In other words, like there's a place where a right connection makes all the difference in your life. How many know if you're applying for your job and your dad's the CEO, you're good. You can show up in shorts and a flip-flop. You're getting that job. Why? Because you have a right connection. And see, sometimes you might not know a way through, but you do know the God that does. And that power of God living inside of you is greater than anything in this world. So when your back is up against the wall, you can still rely on the one who said he's always has your, has your back. You know, when you read a book and he says, this changed my life. Really, that book didn't change your life. It just gave you a new perspective. If you read something from the Bible and it speaks to your heart, maybe what you're going through, it wasn't the words. It was the reality that it shaped on the inside of you that God is good. Like when you read this, this passage from Acts 16, you now will leave here with a new perspective that very well could change your life. You're going to start seeing adversity as an opportunity to choose and rely on God. And you're going to trust what it says in 1 John 4 that what's on the inside of you is greater than anything you could ever face in this world. Faith is a perspective based on a God connection. It changes the way that you see it. Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is what? It's a confidence. It's a confidence. I might not like what I see out there. In fact, I might be discouraged in my reality, but I can still have a confidence. It's a confidence of what I hope for, what I believe for, what I desire, and it's an assurance. It's a confidence I can trust in but not based on what I see, not based on what I feel, but based on the God that I know. Yeah. See, I have, a, I have a connection that changes my perspective. Right. And your reality is subject to change, but your God never will. The same God who saved you, the same God who called you, is the God who's redeeming you, and the God who has a plan for you. In fact, I think when you're under fire, under distress, is the time more than ever to then to turn up your worship when worry wants to be the loudest, you have to combat that by choosing a different perspective. Because we're not moved by what we see as believers. We've banked our whole life on an event that we weren't at. Like we weren't at the cross. We haven't seen Jesus face to face. And yet we're banking everything in our eternity on something we haven't seen. That's faith. And could it be that God who raised Jesus from the dead is still at work raising your life up to new places? You have the choice to make. You've got a connection. And I want to challenge you to change the way that you see it. Uh, can I look again through the perspective of faith? You don't like where you're at with your resources or your finances or your relationship. The things that you need, you desire to you fulfill your destiny. You don't like where you're at and that change your perspective. Instead of looking at things in the natural, go to the word that will give you a new viewpoint that says, hey, God will supply all of your needs, including your relational needs, including the things you don't even know that you need yet for your destiny and your purpose. What? According to his riches and glory in, in Christ. 
And that same in Christ is the one who's in you that will help you face anything that you might be facing on the outside. I, I see being blessed is a perspective. Being blessed is a perspective. The reality is this, living in America, having the freedom to go to church right now, having the time off from work to actually show up together, this is a blessing. You're already more blessed than a high percentage of people that walk the earth. Plus, you're here. And it's amazing here. I think it's great. You're blessed. Blessing is a perspective that you choose. So maybe we need to quit praying just for outside things to change. Asking God to give us enlightenment in our heart right here. Maybe this is the thing. Our perspective in our heart needs to change first. Because I tell you, when you start seeing things for how good God has already been, it gets your hopes up to believe that he's going to be, be good again in your future. You build that connection in here, and you'll begin to see change in the world around you. Have you ever heard of the game Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon? I know you didn't think you were going to get that one this morning, but we're there. Kevin Bacon. Uh, he's been in a lot of movies. Not very many good ones that I can name. Um, Trimmers is one I can think of. The Air Up There is another I can think of. Uh, that's about all the ones I can think of. But he's been in like 60-some movies, and they say that you can connect anybody in the world to Kevin Bacon by six steps. Like, you're that close to glorious Kevin Bacon than you thought. You're right there. Do you know that you are one connection away? You are one step away. You're one degree away from the God who can create everything and knows exactly what he's doing. And John writes and says, hey, hey, dear children, you're dear to God. You're not just in the family. You're a favorite child. Every one of us, God is not picking favorites. We all have been recipients of his love and his grace. And he is just getting started in our lives. You matter so much. And you are just one connection away, your own heart and soul, connection away from the God who can do something about the situation that you're in. I, for one, I don't, I don't know about you, but I, I don't like to get stuck. I don't like things to get stale. In fact, I really am disappointed and frustrated for people, believers, when I see them take one step forward and two steps back. Being stuck is one of my, my, my least favorite things. In fact, I'm, a, I'm, I'm borderline claustrophobic. Anybody out there a little bit claustrophobic? On Plaza campus, you feel claustrophobic. <laughs> Sometimes there's, in the 6 o'clock service, there's more people than space. And the young people are just, everyone's everywhere. And it weirds me out just a little bit, but it's my own thing. Last year, I was preaching in Miami for a friend. And uh, we, we, we got in an elevator in the venue they're at to go to the roof to look over the city before, before the sermon, before the message began at a night service. And, and on our way up, they, they all jumped in this tiny little elevator. And this church is just filled with, with Cubans and Puerto Ricans. And they don't have the same spatial reasoning as gingers. And... <laughs> And one guy thought it would be funny to jump, and, and we got stuck in the elevator. And I'm about ready to come at them like a red-headed tiger, because I feel pinned in the corner, and I want to scream, I want to yell, I want to shout. But it happened to them before, and all they needed to do was just open up the little box, pull out the little phone, they talked to the security guy, he reset the button. In fact, they had a connection to the outside that could help them get free from the thing that was holding them back. And in the same way, you always have a direct line to the God who can set you free at any given moment. And that connection is a choice you've got to make. 
God's not going to make it for you. He doesn't force things upon us. He leads us to opportunities. But the choice, the choice is yours. You got somebody on the outside. In fact, he's somebody on the inside. You got an inside man. You got a spirit man. You got a heart connected to the Holy Spirit. And no matter how pinned in or pushed back or held back you feel, all you are is one connection away from someone who could do something about where you feel stuck, where you feel stale, where you feel stalled. See, Paul and Silas, in their darkest night of their life, it says that the, the mob joined in against them. There's always movement against, there's always resistance against the movement of Jesus. So if you're feeling resistance, you signed up to serve, you're, you're in a group, you signed up, you started giving, started like inviting your neighbor, started living for Jesus publicly in your workplace, and the resistance comes, that's normal. For every what action, there is an opposite, equal reaction. And the enemy would love nothing more than to stop you out in step one of your destiny and to push back a little bit to hold you in that place so you'll never see the forward progress that God has called you in your faith. So don't be defeated when you face resistance. It's actually a sign of progress. It's actually a sign of momentum because the enemy, just like you saw Paul and Silas as a threat, he sees you as a threat. That same power that was in them is in you. In fact, like we've got opportunities to do things with influence that they never did. They had to go face to face. We can impact the world, even from here in Kansas City. I love Vision Sunday next week. We get to hear from Pastor Brian and and we'll be beaming the stream. It's the only time of the year we do this. We're hooking up with churches all over the globe. Like we'll be in nearly every continent. No one's been called to share the gospel in Antarctica yet. But we're on every continent in every place. And we all get to get in on the same message. We've got an opportunity to make a difference unlike ever before. And remember Paul, again, he tried to go to Asia. He tried to go one place. And the Holy Spirit says, no, that's not the time for that. I need you to go there. But when he faced, when he went to the place where God called him to go, all he faced was rejection and resistance. But actually that ended up being a redirection and an opportunity for revival. So the rejection you might have faced in a previous season has actually just got you to this place where God is about ready to do a revival in the most unlikely of places. And here they are, they're being stripped, beaten, and locked up. Sometimes being stripped away of some things is a good thing. I think about Gideon, where he had this army that was growing as he stepped into that mighty man of valor call on his life. But little by little, God began to wean away, take away the, the, the numbers of people that were with them. The army began to shrink, but the Midianites didn't shrink. They were still outnumbered, thousands to one. And yet God was setting it up in a way so that he could get the glory. Sometimes when things are being taken away from you, it's frustrating in the moment, but God knows what he's up to. And just because you might be lacking in a connection on the earth doesn't mean you're lacking a God connection for what he wants to do on the earth through you. The enemy had them on lockdown, why they were important just like you are. And the enemy would love to strip you of your God confidence. He'd love to keep you in this place without moving forward. If you're feeling resistance, it's just a great indication that there's a purpose of heaven for your life, that there's a destiny. Maybe no one from your family or in your friend group has told you that, Well, you need a family of faith and you need some new friends. You're here to change the world. You're here to change the world around you. And there is no limit to the influence of Jesus that could happen through your life if you refuse to allow 
What you see is resistance to stop you from your praise and your worship. Why? Because greater is he that's in you. Where the spirit of the Lord is, the Bible says there's what? There, there's freedom. So if you might feel locked in, in reality, the truth is there's the spirit of God on the inside of you. And there's, there's a freedom in that place. I think about the story of, of, of Jericho, the first major battle. In fact, the most difficult battle for the Israelites as they're entering into the promised land. And Joshua had got them over the Jordan in a miraculous way, but he didn't know how to take down the walled city. And so he's out for a walk and he has a face to face encounter. Some say it's Michael, the archangel, but many people, this is a I think this is a theophany. It's a it's an encounter with God. It's Jesus there. Just like Moses had the burning bush. Joshua now has his encounter with the commander of the army of the Lord. And and he gives him a strategy that makes absolute zero sense on earth. He says, "Okay, this fortified city where everyone's walled in. I want you to walk around it again. And again, and I want you to go a little farther than you did the day before, which is exactly what I think God wants to tell some of you. Just keep walking. Stay the path that you're on, even if you don't like what you're seeing. And maybe be willing to go a little farther tomorrow than you did today. Maybe walk a little farther with God tomorrow than you did yesterday. And let's see what he does in your future. And he says, hey, I need you to be really, really, really quiet. Like, don't make a noise. This is highly encouraging for some of you. If you don't have anything good to say, don't say it at all. Loose lips sink ships, and words of doubt and negativity will ruin destinies. And so you just don't need that noise. In fact, if the voices around you are not fueling your walk with God farther, you need to silence some of those relationships. They shouldn't have access to your heart or to your future. And then it says, and when the right time comes, I need you to praise. Like, I know Joshua wanted a catapult and a battling ram, but you're getting a horn and a harp and the flute. Mighty weapons of warfare. But God says, I want to bring the walls down. I just want you to sing and to watch. And it's exactly what happens with Paul and Silas. They have no weapons but their voice. They are pinned in and held down, and yet they had a choice to make. They had a God connection, and they had a choice. And when they made a right choice, there was a chain reaction. that broke down the chains, opened up the walls, and they didn't just go free. The rest of the prisoners did as well. And God used that as a turning point to bring revival to the city that they were in. Uh, the, I love that there's a, something you might miss there. It says that their feet were locked up. They were in the stocks but that they were in the inner cell, which means they were in it together. And this is where I think the enemy, who always makes a mistake, he didn't realize the power of two believers being connected. They didn't realize the power of that connection and that choice. Now, surely two believers can get together and they can cry and moan about what's not happening, but not these guys. They've seen too much. They've known too much. They followed God too far to give up in the moment of resistance. Even after a beating and a public humiliation, they were locked up, but they weren't silenced. They were together. The enemy would have separated. Maybe it would have been a different story because the enemy loves to keep you in isolation. One of the most encouraging things I've seen about our church this last season that we walked through is that about half of our weekend attendance is in groups. That means 50% of us are on the right page all together, leaning in, encouraging each other, listening, praying, believing God's best for each other, challenging each other to their best because there's great power in connection. And in their connection, they made a choice. They could whine and complain or they could start singing. I'm sure one of them started the song. Maybe the other one wanted to give up. Maybe so did the one that started singing. 
Maybe they thought they would just repent for what they did to the people and they move on their way. But they said, we might as well worship God in this place. And with just two voices resonating up to heaven, God brought freedom to everyone. Don't live in isolation. You have a connection on purpose. You choose to get involved, to get connected, and there'll be a chain reaction in your future. You're a part of a famous duet like Paul and Silas, Casey and Jojo, Sonny and Cher. Turn to your neighbor and says, I got you, babe. Unless it's a single girl and you're a single guy, then girl look back and says, no, you don't. And there's a powerful duet in the kingdom of God. It's called you and me. It's called your neighbor and you. It's called you and your spouse. There's a powerful connection that we have, but we've got to make the choice. We can come together and complain about what's not happening, or we can praise the God who can do something about the circumstances that we're facing. Their feet were locked up, but their voices were loose. They made the choice, and it says that the earth began to shake. And God could have just set them free. God could have sent an angel. He did it before for Peter. Walked in and set just one person free, but he wants to set the captives free. And so he allowed these two believers to be in a place that they didn't want to be. They didn't think they were going to be. They would not have chosen for themselves. But God allowed the situation and circumstance because he had one more thing to play in his hand. That he wasn't just bringing breakthrough for two people. He was bringing breakthrough for a city. He was bringing breakthrough to a continent. There's more freedom around you. That's why you carry the spirit of the living God on the inside of you. Hebrews 12, I don't have time to go into it in depth, but it says God will shake whatever needs to be shaken. God will shake the heavens and the earth so that that which cannot be shaken will be remained. So sometimes God will allow some things to shake. If you're feeling the tremors in your life, it's because God might be about to shake you loose to the future that he has in store for you. Because this kingdom... This kingdom that we have cannot be shaken. What is your chain reaction going to be? What's your reaction to chains going to be? What's your reaction to the limitations that you're currently facing going to be? Some people, in fact, most people would let chains break our praise. But I feel like there's a group of people in Kansas City and beyond. I feel like there's a group of believers at Hillsong Church that are going to let our praise break our chains. That every limitation that we feel in the natural, every disappointment that it feels like it's derailed us of our destiny is just an opportunity to sing a little bit louder. They might have us held in, pinned back. We might not come from very much, but God living on the inside of us says, no, we're called to so much. We are dear children connected to a living God. And what's on the inside of us is greater than anything on the outside. How do you let what's inside of you come out? You open up your mouth. You begin to worship. And when you begin to worship, God goes to work. Worship becomes a weapon that can change the atmosphere, at very least of your own heart, if not the very environment that you're currently in. When we worship, we don't allow the chains to break us. We break the chains in Jesus' name. There is a breakthrough coming for your life. When you don't know what to do, you always have the best option still available. Many of us, we come to the end of our own abilities and we throw our hands up at that moment. And then all we have left is God, and he's always faithful in that moment. 
but what if we started living hands up all the time? What if we started living voices up all the time? Even when things are going well. In fact, it's better to learn to praise now than after midnight. It's better to learn to worship now than when you need it the most because it's in a season like this when maybe things are going well for you where you're going to build up a reservoir of trust, of grace, of goodness on your life so that when the time comes, there will be a levy that can break that will not just break you free, but break the people around you free. And you want to walk in victory? You better warm up your worship. You want to walk in freedom? You want to see your family come to faith? You better start praising. Because your freedom is more than just you. It's what God wants to do in the people around you. I can react to my chains. I have a choice. I'm connected to God. I can always choose worship. And it will start a chain reaction to bring breakthrough, fulfillment, and freedom in Jesus' name. Hebrews 6.19, we have this as a sure and steadfast anchor. I'm not chained in this world. I'm anchored to Christ. I'm anchored into the presence of God. I'm anchored in the Holy of Holies. It's not holding me back. It's holding me in. It's holding me together. It's keeping me strong and firm. A hope that enters into the inner place. When you're in the inner cell and there's no way out, no, you still have an inner place. A presence of God. It cannot be taken away from you by the circumstances of this life or what you're walking through. Why don't we stand to our feet? Come on, join us on the north. Everybody, their feet. We're going to worship. I'm going to pray for you. We're going to worship, and I encourage you, even if you're not facing resistance, worship and build up the reservoir of your praise today. Start right now praising him for the future breakthrough that he has for you and through you. In Jesus' name, North Plaza, let me pray for you, and then let's worship with all our hearts. Lord God, I thank you that you're good, you're faithful for every situation, for every circumstance, for every trial that's represented in this church, for every place where we feel pinned in or pushed down, where we feel beaten by life or things have been stripped away from us. Lord, I thank you. You are all setting it up as a comeback, as a revival, as a breakthrough so that others can come free just like we are free indeed. And Lord, in just a few moments, we're going to give you our collective praise. We're connected as a church on purpose, and we're going to choose to praise you, knowing that you're going to shake some things loose in this place. Lord, I thank you for the north and for the plaza. We're not leaving here the way that we came in. We're going to be liberated inside and out. Situations are about ready to change because the God that doesn't change is on the inside of us. So even even if we don't feel like it, even if we're frustrated by the perspective of faith, we're going to worship anyways. We're going to worship you for what you have done, for who you are, and what you're going to do. Come on, church, let's together, North. Come on, Plaza, let's worship the name of God.